And we welcome you guys inside of our broadcast booth yet again. The most dangerous duo in the sports industry. Myself alongside Jared Rojas here on the Sebi Podcast Show. Uh, how are you doing, my man? Good, good, man. Another great uh, football weekend and, you know, getting excited for championship weekend coming up here in a week. Absolutely. A great weekend of football. Divisional round. I, I, I said that this was the most hardest weekend to predict the games and it really didn't fall that way. We'll go ahead and go on our weekend observation. So talk about the keys to victory and championship weekend. But first, Jared, we talk about the recap of the NBA what is going on with the Boston Celtics? Yeah, I want to start off there. You know that I'm a leprechaun. You know what I'm saying? Yo, I'm yeah. a Bostonian. I bleed green. You know what I'm saying? I had my team going into the championship this season to face the Warriors. That was my NBA Finals preview. People are making a mockery. They think I'm clowns. What is going on with my Boston Celtics? I, I want to go ahead and, and, and take a, 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 your take on it first because... Uh, I'm, I'm too emotional to talk about this. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a good it's a good victory for us down here in Orlando as we got a W against Boston last week. I mean, you know, I'm I'm not sure what what to blame is. I mean, Kyrie um, went up there and has been a great leader so far. And you think with the return of Gordon Hayward and 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 you know a, a bunch of young talent there that they would be having a, a blissful season thus far. Um, you know, every team has struggles, but you know, um, come playoff time, hopefully they'll be they'll be back in in gear and ready to go. You know, you, you know what it is, man. You know what it is. Um, I, I hate to say this, uh, you know. Uh, and I'll admit to America. I'll I'll admit to the listeners here on this every podcast show. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I'll, I'll agree. I'm a little bit emotional. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I came into the season thinking that we had one of the deepest rosters in NBA. Us in Toronto. I, I knew right off the bat Toronto would be a threat. Obviously, Kawhi Leonard, the, the the man that he is, yeah. along with with that bench that they had, I knew that they were deep. Mm-hmm. But then again, I thought that we had a great team. Brad Stevens, I give you a top three coach. Kyrie Irving, I consider him the game's greatest closer. A, a, a great cast of supporting pieces around him, young pieces: Tatum, Brown, Rozier. We we, we signed back Marcus Smart. We had a defensive anchor in Al Horford. I thought we were going to do It has been anything but close to that. And this is what I'm saying. Yeah. This is what I'm proposing. And I hope that Danny Ainge is listening to this. All the picks that you've assembled, all of the picks that you have recollected, whether that be from the Pierce, Garnett, and, and Allen trades, whether that be from stealing and robbing, the Kings and robbing the Sixers, trading for uh, uh, drafting Jason Tatum instead of Markel Fultz. All of those picks that you got that you're trying to stir up, it's now that you put them into perspective, and it's it's now that you put them to use. Go out there, and I don't care what it is. Call New Orleans and Alvin Gentry, and try to go ahead for Anthony Davis. Oh. I don't care what it takes. Oh. I don't care what it takes. I really don't. Wow. You can have anybody, anybody but Kyrie and Jason Tate. Anybody. I say anybody but Kyrie Irving and Jason Tate. You can have Terry Rozier, who I I, I think is is, is competent. He could be a a good starting back, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Guard for anybody. 
You can have Jalen Brown, although I love Jalen Brown, what he brings to the team. You can have Marcus Smart, the defensive prowess that he is. You can have Al Orford. Uh, 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 well, you won't say he's washed out, but he's declining in his years. Anybody that you want. Marcus Smart as well, although I think he's been our most consistent player this year. Yeah. Aside from Kyrie and Jason Tatum, and let's go out there and make that deal with the Pelicans and get Anthony Davis. Yeah, and a couple picks too. I mean, a, a bunch of picks, so it seems that you would have to give up for for Anthony Davis along with those players. So I mean, it'd be a, it'd be a blockbuster trade, maybe one of the craziest ever. You know what I mean? But I mean, as a Celtics fan, you know, you you had a lot of expectations. Obviously, you guys were rebuilding and still in the in the playoff hunt every year, every year, or deep in the playoffs. So you know, as frustrations building. Fans are going to start calling for Anthony Davis. I mean, it, it wouldn't be a surprise if it happened. Well, I don't know. I don't know what to think, Jared. You know, we're, we're talking to America and the listeners here on this every podcast show. They got to feel my frustration. Yes, you know yes, saying. yes. You know, uh, 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 if, if Jimmy Butler can can uh, hear rumors about potentially getting four first round picks for him, what the hell Anthony Davis is going to exactly. get? You know what I'm saying? Exactly. He's, he's a, he might be the most transcendent pantheon talent that we've seen since LeBron James. Facts. You know? I, I say you you, you clear the you you all in just like poker chips. You go all <laughs> in for this guy. You clean house you have for to. this guy. Yep. We need a player like that because I'm telling you this, if Boston doesn't at least get to the NBA Finals this season, this season will be a failure. It'll be a failure. Yep. Came out and said that he's had five or six team meetings. He said beginning of the season he will he's planning on resigning. And yet, I, I don't know what to think about closed doors. What is Kyrie kind of yeah. a championship caliber player who's won a ring? He's seen these teammates not really buying in to winning. What am I supposed to think? What am I supposed to think? Jim? Yeah, yeah. I mean it's surprising. All this all this talent and a great of a coach as they have. Um, you know, it should be there should be nothing but success up there right now. And Struggles will happen, you know, but we'll but we'll see what does happen the, the remainder of the year. You guys will be in the playoffs regardlessly, but you know it's those seven game stretches that you got to take them out, you know. Well, I, I, I'll say this because I'm, I'm keeping my eye on them. I hope, and I this is what I'm banking on. Come All Star game after the All Star break, they start hitting their stride and get into playoff form. We're talking about the Gordon Haywards of the world. We're talking about the Kyries and the other players. Yeah that needs to step up. Uh, hopefully they hit their stretch because I'll tell you this, in case you haven't seen the standings, we knew that the Bucks and, and the Toronto Raptors right now are one, two in the East and really looking dominant um, and already in mid-season yeah. form and the way that they're playing with top players like Giannis and Kawhi. But under the radar, the Pacers are third in the East. Under the radar, despite all of the noise in the locker room, all of the headaches, the Sixers are still sitting at that fourth spot with Jimmy Butler. Mm-hmm. As it stands, Boston would not even be hosting a first-round game at TD Garden. I don't know what to think, man. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, it is surprising. Like I said, that is, I mean, a loaded roster to begin with and, you know, a lot of history with that team. And they've been successful the past few years. It's just surprising to me that, you know, they're not the one or two seed in the East and, you know, best record in the, in the NBA. That's just surprising. Very surprising, very surprising. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll switch topics here. So, you know, I I had to vent, you know, and, and get out to a little bit <laughs> off my chest there. 
Uh, other news in the NBA, um, we know that the All-Star Game is coming up here in Charlotte in 2019. Uh, the fan votes came out. Uh, the, the normal names, LeBron James, you know, is, it, is, that, is as good as it gets. Giannis Antetokounmpo, Kawhi Leonard, and others. A guy that really caught my eye, Luka Doncic. I, I think he's gotten the, the, the love from America in the national spotlight. Wow. He actually finished second and third in the fan voting, meaning that the fans really want to see this guy in, in the um, All-Star game. And that speaks a lot and speaks volume to what he's doing on the court and the impact that he's been having, not only in Dallas, but in the NBA. I, I, I think that the spectators are really looking to get him. Oh, yeah. They're, they're, they're eating up Doncic so far. Those step backs are nasty. Nasty one in there himself, himself and James Harden. Boy, don't they have a Texas? They got shooters on there in Texas, man. Dallas and Houston. Oh, my goodness! <laughs> what they call them out there in uh, Texas, man. Rodeo showdowns, Texas showdowns. They got they got they got shooters, man. You know, they carry guns around, them, <laughs> yes, sir. Hey, James Harden got something in that beard, man. Shooting out here, absolutely. <laughs> you know, the once there was Dave Crockett, once there was uh. You know what I'm saying? Clint Eastwood. Yeah, you're probably too young for that. You know who those guys are. <laughs> uh, another news here in, in the NBA is, is that DeMarcus Cousins, uh, the long, long await for the All-Star Center that uh, made the move to going to Golden State, is set to return January 18th, which is about four or five days from now, into Golden State. Now, we know Golden State, they have ups and downs. Um Curry did drop 48 the other night against the Mavs, mm, <laughs> which is insane, including 11 trade balls, which we, we've come to accustom. We're not as surprised about. And, and But the Golden State Warriors will admit they haven't been their selves as of late. Um, you know, the, there's teams in the, in the Western Conference, kind of like the Oklahoma City Thunder, the Lakers to a certain extent. The uh, Denver Nuggets have been physical with them. And, and I think that's been the blueprint to kind of not really uh, shut down the, the, the Golden State Warriors because they're the greatest shooting team I've ever seen and I've never witnessed. But kind of limit them and slow them down a tad bit by getting physical with them. Now you bring arguably the, the most physical <laughs> and specimen mm-hmm. and, and, and center in the game and DeMarcus Cousins back. They're possibly going to have five all-stars lining up. Golden State Warriors are looking to Get into midseason form as they make another push and another round to maybe perhaps three P this season. The arrival and the return of Demarcus Cousins. What this can this potentially be for the Warriors? Like you said, man, just a dominant force, a physical specimen that they that they need and that they lack. Um, you know, Draymond is has de- has declined over the past couple years, but I mean, if Demarcus Cousins is really a hit on this team, I mean, this could be the most talented stacked roster ever. Like you said, five All Stars. On one lineup, I mean, this is just what the NBA has come to, I guess. When I when I heard DeMarcus Cousins was going to, to, to the Warriors in the first place, I was like, wow. And now in about a week here, a couple days, we're going to see what, what, what they're really about. And it could be terrible for the NBA. I mean, it could just be dominance throughout the whole rest of the season in the playoffs, probably. I mean, I don't see why not. You talk about death lineup in Terror of Doom. You know, think about this. All of their guys can shoot from the art. Exactly. Already, exactly. Steve Kerr has this implemented this system where it's spacing. And this is what the NBA has come to nowadays, spacing and spacing. 
all of the guys can shoot. You know, uh, Draymond Green has declined this season. I think he's shooting about 29% uh, from uh, the three-point line, which a lot of teams have game planned and forced him to shoot above the arc. But you slide in DeMarcus Cousins, who's uh, last year with the Pelicans, a 38% three-point shooter, along with what they've got with Clay, uh, Steph, and Ke- Kevin Durant. Uh, Western Conference, um, <laughs> should we say good luck? Yeah, on lock right now. As far as, as far as I'm concerned, that 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 is on lock. Absolutely, absolutely. There. When we come back, weekend observation time. We'll look back at some divisional round games. You're listening to the Sebi Podcast Show here on WNSC Radio. And we welcome you guys back here in the show here on on WNSC Radio, here on the Sebi Podcast Show. The date is January 27th. Myself, alongside Jerry Rojas here, will be live in Orlando, the 2019 Pro Bowl. Should should be an exciting moment for us again, Jerry. We're uh, looking forward to that. Oh, yeah, definitely, man. Excited here in Orlando. It's Pro Bowl. I mean, nothing but, nothing but fun and, and a good game, hopefully. Definitely there. Any and guys in particular you're excited to watch? Just the camaraderie, the fans, and it, it's here for the third time. Yeah, yeah, it was exciting when they were when they moved it over, and yeah, it's cool. I went I went a couple years back, and you know saw saw some good guys. Saw Jameis down there. Absolutely, knowing the Bucks guy that you are there. <laughs> <laughs> Weekend observation. Weekend observation time. The Colts, red hot Colts, winners of ten of their last eleven. After starting one in five, Andrew Luck, the catalyst, the driver, the machine that makes that Colts engine run, froze up in Arrowhead. What happened? Marlon Mack, limited under 50 yards rushing. Chris Jones, Justin Houston, that entire Chiefs defensive line, bottle up Marlon Mack, Hines in that Colts running game. T.Y. Hilton held to under 100 yards receiving. Patrick Mahomes. And all of a sudden, Damian Williams out of nowhere rushes for four scores. The Chiefs as a team rushed for four scores. A dominant performance by Andy Reid and his Chiefs in Arrowhead, 31-13. What a performance there. No, yeah. I mean, you 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 look at it, and the Colts are such a good story coming into this game. They, you know, one in five, and all those wins, and you know, overcoming so much. Um, I was I was rooting for for Andrew Luck and the Colts. I really thought that you know they could pull off something special. But I mean, it's just Andy Reid, and you know they they implemented a, a great a great game plan. They really stuck to that run, and Patrick Mahomes, as always, amazing. And and at home at Arrowhead, it's tough to beat him there. Uh, and the stars aligned for a great home playoff win, and. You know, looking forward to to the great coming Absolutely. up here next weekend. Definitely, <laughs> that a really really big huge win for the Chiefs, a Chiefs franchise that hasn't won a playoff game since Joe Montana in 1993. Patrick Mahomes finally breaking that record there. And what was surprising to me was how good the Chiefs run a, a, a game uh, defensively. They they stopped the run. You know they're bottom half in the league and, and stopping the run and yeah. what was interesting to me is how they 
got after it, pinned their ears and said that, you know, Bob Sutton, a great defensive coordinator that he is, he came out with a great game plan, kind of forcing the Colts to be one-dimensional. Now, obviously, you know, the greatness of Andrew Luck and how great that he is, he can still beat you. But uh, what pivotal, what was pivotal to me was that Bob Sutton defensively, strategically made the Indianapolis Colts one-dimensional. And, of course, the elements out there in, in, in Arrowhead wasn't in their favor as a dome team, and they kind of froze up. That 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 were the most shocking things to me in that game. No, yeah, I agree with that. All those things are true. And, yeah, like you said, Andrew Luck in the, in the cold or, or yeah. Something like that. In in the cold, they're just not they're just not good. Dome teams, no go in the cold. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely there. You got Spate Manning about that before arriving <laughs> at Denver. There for you. Weekend observation. Fireworks in LA. Uh, yes, indeed. Fireworks in LA. Los Angeles. LeBron James at attendance. Being the Cowboys fan that he is. Well, uh, I wonder what, how he's feeling now. Eef. <laughs> <laughs> Other players, Steven Spielberg. You've got George Clooney. All of the bright <laughs> lights in Hollywood and the stars coming out to see their Rams. First playoff game in the Coliseum since 94. Goff, girly, explosive offense. Finished second in the NFL in points. Only to the Chiefs. Sean McVay, reigning coach of the year. Had two weeks to prepare. And then we saw what he did schematically in that running game. Mm. C.J. Anderson rushes for three scores. Todd Gurley, the third, rushes for over 100. The Rams as a team gash the vaunted Cowboys defense for over 270-plus rushing yards. Jason Garrett, Dak, and Zeke weren't enough. The Rams heading back to the NFC title game. Yep, first time in a long time. We're going to see where they're going to see what they can do. Um, you know, like I said, I, I mean, again, another home team that really game planned well and took advantage of it being a home game. And, you know, they shut they shut it down. You know, they did what they needed to do and pounding the ball in there. That's really what's going to, you know, make the difference in this Super Bowl run that they're trying to make is pounding the ball and getting Gurley that space. And, you know, Gurley making the extra player two he needs to get it in there. Absolutely. And I think that's the MO of the, the Rams. You know, uh, these last couple games um, down the stretch here in the season, they wanted to shrink the game and minimize the limitations of, of Jared Goff. Jared Goff can make all the throws in the world, inside the numbers, outside the numbers, but he just wasn't playing well. And I think that Sean McVay wanted to simplify this game and go back to his bread and butter and, and go back to the reigning offensive player of the year in Todd Gurley and, 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 uh, and you know, run the football. And that's when you can see the creative stuff. Uh, with with Robert Woods and Brandon Cooks and that offense, once they simplify and they get those kind of bootleg play action um, off of the running game that Gurley's going. I, I thought that they really wanted to get Gurley going. What's fascinating to me is how two teams this year cut C.J. Anderson. Yeah, the exactly. The man <laughs> had an impactful game. Yeah, cut really put him on the by radar. the Panthers. Cut again by the Dolphins. Like, like, come on. Like, how? Uh, what? Uh, uh, and you see him and the impact that he had and uh, uh, against uh, for this run-blocking run team. And we got to give credit to the offensive line as well of the Rams. They did a phenomenal job. I was surprised on Dallas, and, and, and I was hurt. I thought Dallas had a great chance to win this game. Up front, 
they didn't do their job. They got beat up at the point of attack in the trenches. Mm-hmm. That's really not like Dallas, is it? No, yeah, it was crazy to see those the 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 D line and outside linebackers really get beat because all year they they were cutting off those corners, but Gurley and 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 kind of, I mean uh, Anderson they were they were getting in there. Three scores for Anderson was huge, and Gurley busted off for another one hundred. It was just it was just different to see the Cowboys defense like that, and that's why they ended up losing. Weekend observation: Gillette Stadium, the Patriots. What else was must we say about the Patriots here, man? What else say, you know, you know, uh, I've always said there aren't enough words and superlatives to lament the greatness of Tom Brady. Th- this guy and Tom Brady, uh, Jerry, I just want to throw some numbers at you. He holds all of the records, all of the records that you can think of in postseason history for quarterbacks. He holds all of them, every single last one of them, even the bad ones, even the misattempt, misthrows, completions, yeah. completion percentage, touchdown. Uh, 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 touchdowns, touchdown, the interception ratio, QBR, all Tom Brady. List goes on. Postseason wins. The second guy behind him, Joe Montana, is behind by double digits. That's how dominant Tom Brady's been. Pantheon transcendent. Go. Go. I, I, I call him Brady. You know, uh, uh, all time great. All time great. Yeah. And listen to these numbers. The Patriots, since Tom Brady's been quarterback, 13 appearances in the AFC title game. Mm. Eight straight AFC title appearances. That's eight consecutive in a row. In five Super Bowl wins. They've been to the Super Bowl eight times and won five. Boy, did they put a, a, a old school beat down uh, against the Chargers. This is a Chargers team that I was worried. You know, I, I, I have my Patriots as well. You know, uh-uh. I'm a fan. I'll admit to America. You know, I was worried. Rivers, Bosa, Ingram, they had me nervous and rattled a little bit. But we remember the greatness of Belichick and Brady. Having two weeks to prepare. The Chargers coming into their base defense end zone. The Patriots having time to prepare for them. Playing three DBs up front because they're hurt in the middle linebacker's position. And Brady just torched him. Sony Michelle, what a day. 129 uh, 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 rushing yards. Um, we knew Tom Brady. He's going to do Tom Brady things. Sony Michelle, three rushing touchdowns, much like what we saw from the Chiefs and, and the Rams and, and, and stuff like that. And, uh, and, and Edelman, people thought that Julian Edelman was washed out. Nine receptions for a buck 51, really picking up the slack for Hogan and. Uh, Rob Gronkowski, the Patriots, again, I can't stress it enough, again, going back to their eighth straight consecutive AFC title games. What does this mean? I mean, <laughs> I mean, they just really took down the, the most talented roster like that at home, um, you know, to say to say that. But, wow, what a what a win. And, you know, a team who a lot of the, the national analysts called out um, because of how good that the Rams, the Chargers roster is. Um, it was it was just odd to see that um, too, this ju- ju- just complete domination by another uh, home team here that got the bye week really prepared and they focused on their on their opponent and um, it was it was complete domination all weekend by by all of the the home well not well not the Saints but you know the Patriots really really put it down on them I don't know uh, you know what they exposed really I mean there was element across the middle almost every time someone was open across the middle crossing patterns <laughs> left and right left and right yes. defensively what they did defensively what really stood out to you. Um, were you who the 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 Patriots? the Patriots? 
I mean, the Patriots, um, well, for one, Melvin Gordon, he, he didn't look the same. I think that he was probably rattled up from, from the past couple games, you know, that in that, and that Patriots defense, they, they, they were hot. They were, they were ready to go and they were getting their rivers. Couldn't make any of those throws. Um, you know, they were, they were shut down in coverage and, and the pass rush was, was, was getting there and, and rattling up at times. Well, we know when you pay the Patriots, Belichick is going to take away the best thing that you do. Keenan Allen was virtually non-existent. Nope. Aside from that busted coverage in the first quarter, when he got that long 43-yard touchdown, he was non-existent. The all-pro Stephon Gilmore at corner did a fantastic job with him. Again, got to give credit to, to Bill Belichick, the defensive guru that he is, along with Brian Flores, who will be the Dolphins' um, next head coach here. Fantastic job defensively. And they took away and stopped the run with Melvin Gordon. The Patriots going back to their impressive eighth straight AFC title game there. Crazy. And who are those? They'll host the Kansas City Chiefs. Weekend observation. The Superdome. A place that Sean Payton and Drew Brees have been married to. They haven't lost a postseason game at home. They love the crowd. The voodoo. The who this, the who that, who that going to beat us. The Eagles riding red hot, red hot Nick Foles, 10-2 and two as a start in the postseason. Ready for revenge. Early on, hey, uh, the Eagles were really putting it on him. Jeffrey yes. over the middles, using that big body and big target that he is in his size and frame. Running the football, Nick Foles making plays. But I think in the second, third, and fourth quarter, we saw adjustments from the Saints. And the great play caller that Doug Peterson is as a play caller for the Eagles didn't remake adjustments as well. No, yeah. I mean, it, it was a shame to see, you know, um, the story. Like, again, the story that the Eagles had was great, but you go to a great team, you know, their, their home, it was, it was tough. I mean, they started out great. Weird to see that they didn't keep the momentum out a, li- a little longer, but like you said, uh, adjustments, game planning, and, you know, a couple good plays by Marshawn Lattimore. Uh <laughs> Mash, Marshawn Lattimore was huge, huge. Yes. Obviously, he got the game-clinching interception as the Eagles were driving to potentially win the game. I thought they were going to win the game. Uh, oh, my goodness, yes. I, I did, and, and heartbroken to see how did they lose that uh, there for um, the Philadelphia Eagles there who has to keep their held high uh, there. And, 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 and essentially what you said, you know, second half, you, you know, the second, third, and fourth quarter, Drew Brees was he looked rattled and and uncharacteristic at first. Yeah, and then you saw the mojo going. They got a couple of screen passes to Kamara, and I can't stress about the All Pro wide receiver that Mike Michael Thomas is. Twelve Great. catches for one seventy one, a franchise postseason record. Going over Marquise Colston, who won the Super Bowl in 09 with the Saints of one forty four. Michael Thomas, we it's now that we start ascending and asserting himself as one of the marquee receivers in the NFL. Obviously getting all pro honors this year. The the Eagles had no answer for him, especially running across the middle and crossing patterns. The Saints made adjustments. Doug Peterson did. Yep. Absolutely there for him. When we come back here on the Sebi Podcast Show, we'll go ahead and give our keys to the AFC and NFC title games and preview what teams will get to the Super Bowl. You're listening to what, Jared? (laughs) Sebi's podcast on WSRP Radio.
Welcome back here inside Studio Z. Myself alongside Jared Rojas here, the most dangerous duo in the sports industry. Boy, I'm ready for these games. Oh, yeah. Ready for these games, man. Ready for these games. The top four offenses in the NFL, the Chiefs, the Rams, the Saints, and the New England Patriots. We're in for a treat. We're in for a dandy here. We're we're in. We're definitely in in, in here for (laughs) And we want to go ahead, and I want to start off with you. Your keys to victory will start off with the 3 o'clock start. The Rams going back to the crime scene in the Superdome where they lost that heartbreaking shootout 45-35 to 35 last time. Uh, what's what's the keys to victory on the Rams side? Um on the on the Rams side, it's just you know sticking to what they did last week, and you have to execute on those on those stretch runs. You got to give Gurley that hole, and you got to give him you know that space to execute. Um, and and the defensive side, the the, the same thing. Um, Aaron Donald has to bring pressure, Drew Brees. Um, and you got to and you got to shut down the way that they that they use the the field. You know they they use outside, inside uh, the screens. They'll kill you in every which way. So I mean, you just got to be open to everything and. Try not to get caught off guard, right? And on the Saints side of the football, there, on the Saints side of the football, it's is the main thing is you know on offense, you know you're gonna score your points. You know Drew Brees is gonna is gonna do it. Um, Michael Thomas is gonna make those plays. Kamara and friends, they're gonna do it. You know the 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 front seven on defense, you know the the spotlight is on them because this is gonna be, um, you know this is not their weakness per se, but um, you got this is where they have to step up if they if they want to win. Todd Gurley and CJ Anderson apparently um, are gonna are gonna come and and show you and show you how to do it and that O line is tough as it comes so it's, it's gonna be a fun game um, I'm not I'm not sure who is gonna take it yet I gotta I gotta you know give it a couple days <laughs> but it's gonna be a good one dude because even the last one was a good game um, but if Drew Brees can 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 find his way out one more time you know it's it's gonna be a it's gonna be a fun Super Bowl I I think that I'm leaning towards the Saints just because um, you know they're 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 gonna be at home and the Rams kind of have a, a couple people that I'm not really sure about on defense. You know, they're big names and they're stars, but you know, their, their production is so up and down. Talib and, and Peters. Yes. That's yep. right. It's just, you know, consistency is really the main thing for me, but you know, if they can show up and play their best football, it's going to be the Rams. And if they don't, if you're, and if you're not well prepared, it's, it's not going to happen. Definitely. And this game to me is, is quite interesting. Throw all the X's and O's aside. This is just a fantastic matchup, man. Oh yeah. All the all throughout the years, I thought the best two teams in the NFC were these two teams. They meet again back in New Orleans. Um this brother, this brother Michael Thomas, man. Last time they played 12 catches for two eleven and two TDs. Again, I re- repeat myself. Last time that the Rams faced Michael Thomas. 12 receptions for over 211 yards and two TDs. Wow. What type of game plan that the greatness of Wade Phillips as a defensive coordinator does? Because what I've seen from teams is that I I don't know what NFL they've been watching this year. They don't know who Michael Thomas is. They're still single playing Michael Thomas. You have to double this guy. There's no other way to do it. You have to double (laughs) Michael Thomas. He's as good. He burns you. He scorched. He torched you the first time that you played. I expect Wade Phillips to come with a game plan to, uh, I don't know if you'll slow down the greatness of Michael Thomas, but you're going to have to try to limit him. The The Saints on their part do a fantastic job moving him around so he doesn't get a lot of double or triple teams. Uh, so it's going to be fantastic to see what schematically Wade Phillips does 
to do to 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 kind of limit himself and all these uh, explosive skill position players for the Saints, um, and, and and expect Sean Payton to go back into the run game early with Ingram and and Kamara. All of that is going to be fantastic. Uh, and on the opposite side, on the Rams, Jared Goff is going to have to make some throws. I believe Sean Payton is not in this game. Will not let Todd Gurley the third beat him because he knows. He knows what, what Todd Gurley can do and wreck a game, wrecking a game. But I think that he's going to lean on the shoulders and see what Jared Goff is made of. And I think Sean McVay is going to have to calm the nerves of his young quarterback going into an environment like that in the Superdome. It's going to be loud and routed, especially for the NFC title game. So it's going to be interesting to me to see how Jared Goff in the biggest moments in this game does defensively Aaron Donald the dominant player that I think you are in the NFL along with Sue and and Dante Fowler this is why this is the game that the Rams took a chance and traded for you Fowler Sue and Donald you have to get home and then Akeem Tlaib coming back he didn't play in that first matchup to match up against Michael Thomas that is going to be key I know that the Rams do get have some lapses on the secondary and, and, and get confused and puzzled at, at times. Jabriz may take advantage of that, but we're in for a treat. This is going to be a, a fantastic matchup. And, oh, and, yeah. and, I, and I think it's closer than people think. I, I think that the Rams have a chance, but they need to stay away from turnovers, and execution will be key on the road. Definitely. Absolutely there. And then, of course, in the AFC, enough said. I mean, you don't have to say <laughs> Enough said. Tom Brady... And Mahomes, they're all, all going to get the headlines. Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes is going to get the headlines. But the chess match, and I'll start off with you on your take. The chess match, Bill Belichick against Andy Reid. What do you see in that matchup? I mean, um, every every sign of this game just has a complete, uh, you know, a high-scoring game. And it's going to, you know, that's what, that's what it seems like. Um, but I think it's going to be a different type of game. You know what I mean? I think that it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a lot of, a lot of running and, you know, I think that time management could, could 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 play a part in it. I think that the Patriots are really going to game plan and stop Mahomes deep deep balls and really really suppress Tyreek Hill. That's what you have to do. Um, I think that's what Belichick will do, and we'll see what uh you know Williams and and that backfield can do. Um, it's going to play a big part in in this game. Definitely. And on the Patriots side of, of the of the things, uh, you know, the thing about the Patriots here. Is they morph into a different offense every every time? The you know Tom Brady gets a lot of credit, Bill Belichick gets a lot of credit, but I think the guy that doesn't get a lot of credit is Josh McDaniels. Again, we were talking about him last week, not taking any of these interview jobs because he says he has the best, uh, you know, job in the world. He doesn't get a lot of credit for what he does uh, offensively as a guru. He, he's a he's 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 amazing what he does when schematically and personnel wise what he can do game and week to week preparing for his offense there and 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 I think this is going to be interesting and I'm with you on this one I think that the Patriots are going to show the utmost respect to Andy Reid and Mahomes play no, some yeah. play some keep away you know run the ball with Sony Michelle run the ball with James White last week had 15 receptions use him in off the backfield matched up with those uh linebackers that really can't run on the Chiefs and and uh and you know what I'm saying? And this is going to be very interesting. I, I think that it's going to be cold. It's in Arrowhead. And it's going to be a low-scoring game, perhaps, because 
I, I think these two teams really respect what they can do offensively and really try to slow down the game and slow and, and grind out the game. And I don't think that's a, a, a recipe that really favors the Chiefs. I don't know if they can really win close games or really win a slow-grinded game. I tend to favor the Patriots in this game. The Patriots are a more experienced team. They know how to win in close games, in big games, even in shootouts. I I, I favor the, the, the Patriots here. I, I know they're the underdog. And, and one thing that we know about sports, Michael Jordan as an underdog, LeBron James as an underdog, where the hell are you going to put Tom Brady as an underdog? Yeah, exactly. It cannot be done. It's going to be a great game. Like you said, it's going to be, we're just going to have to sit back and watch and, and, and enjoy what these two teams put on because this is a huge matchup, and it really doesn't get much bigger than this. These are the two, I think, best teams that, that, that are left, in my opinion. Um, a great offense um, on both sides. It's, it's, going to be, it's going to be a great game. I, I, can't, I can't do nothing but smile and wait. Let's go. Well, with two great offenses, and, and, and uh, we're not going to say these are bad defenses, no. Uh, what is the one thing that can potentially that is key in this game that can potentially change the momentum of this game? Because normally, when two offenses get going, uh, maybe a turnover from the defense, maybe a defensive play, uh, or, or or for me, it's special teams can can really be a deciding factor. What is the one thing that you're watching uh, in this in this game here? Um, I think if 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 Brady and the Patriots come out and they start making explosive 20, 30, 40 yard plays, you know, in the first half, I don't think it's going to even be a question. I think, you know, the the Chiefs and they've had those deep explosive plays all year, and that defense has, you know, they've been vulnerable. You know, they've been letting up those points, but it's good. Like I said, it's going to be if the Patriots can stop it. And but if if Brady comes out and he does the same thing that Mahomes has been doing and and launches the ball and gets, a, you know, a, a 10 to 15 explosive plays, it's not even going to be a close game, I don't think. I think that, yeah, I think I think if, if Brady comes out and does the old Mahomes treatment on the Chiefs defense, you know, quick and fast, it's, it's really going to, you know, put put them in drive. And, you know, the, uh, the the Patriots, they can they can coach from, you know, 20 points up to to 20 down. They're, they're you know, situationally the best coaches in the league. And I think, yeah, like, like, like you said, the – Chiefs haven't been really great in close games. It's been blowouts that, you know, most of their wins. I think if it comes down to it, time management and stuff of that sort, it's going to be a Patriots win because Belichick and that coaching staff is not going to, you know, let any, any mistakes football, like that. Man. Yeah, Situational football. Of course. Situational football there. Fantastic matchup. Breeze and Goff, Gurley, Kamara, Brady and Mahomes, Andy Reid and Belichick. The list goes on fantastic championship weekend it's gonna be great to see these whoever goes to the super bowl in atlanta and and, and it, it's just gonna be a fun time and we're gonna be here as fans enjoying it there right oh definitely oh definitely best time of the year right now absolutely there and this and we want to thank you guys of course myself alongside jay rojas Mentioning some of our sponsors here, Spread Shop, Revamp Barbershop, Ricky Chandler and the gang. We had a great time uh, last last month, I believe, uh, on our segment there. Alongside Haifa Hookah Lounge and Discount Tire Shop, the official partners and sponsors of the Sebi Podcast Show. And of course, for myself and Jerry Rojas, we're saying so long for now. Here on WNSC Radio. Mm-hmm.